British DJs. An American voiceover. It's the Harley and Josh Show. Hey yo! Hello! What's going on? Uh, yes, uh, Harley isn't here today, so welcome to the ha- the Rich Web and Josh show. Yeah, yeah, I go first. Yeah, yeah. Thanks very much for coming in, Rich, and, and filling in. Uh, a lot of people have said that uh, you were an absolutely riveting guest last time, so I'd kick myself if I didn't bring you in again. <laughs> I'll bring the extra rivets. Again. Bring it, yes, exactly. Let's make some boats. Um, yeah, how you doing, my friend? Are you all right? Very good. I'm very good, thanks. I've just had a nice lay-in this morning, and I don't Ooh. get lay-ins traditionally, no, so no. I'm enjoying having, you know, like a normal human brain. You've had a lion. You're a lion. You've had a lion. Yeah, nice, mate. Well, yeah, I had the same thing. It's like one of those things where you wake up really early in the morning and you're just like, oh, I've got loads of time, and you're like, nope. So then I'm sort of, you know, running around trying to get the show sorted for today and then get here on time, and you're already here, and Mr. Punctual, as always. Yeah. I think it's a very important thing as a musician um, is just like, you know, when you've got a job that you actually really like, it's quite easy just to sort of lapse into being like, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm my own boss, so I can just sort of yeah. turn up when I want to. And sometimes I will be like that when I'm picking you up uh, to go to a gig or something like this. And you'll, I'll be like, I'll be there at one and like half one. I'm like, oh, sorry, I'm just leaving off now. Off yeah, but like, yeah, you're always Mr. Mr. Punctual. Usually, yeah. Um, yeah. Usually pretty good. But um, yeah, there's, there's two sides of the coin to being your own boss. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, it's still possible for your boss to be... A douche. A douche. <laughs> <laughs> just like just staring like, at the mirror, just like, you're so unproductive. Yeah. And then, so synergy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we need our departments to be working together in synergy, okay? Yeah. If you could just wake up, that'd be great. My boss never gives me time off. Uh, yeah, I've got the he's same always, thing. He's always cracking down on me and saying, you know, you've... Uh, you're chilling out playing PlayStation 4. Yeah. What are you doing? What's wrong with you? You, you need to get upstairs and finish yeah. those things. If you could just, you know, get on with yeah, it. Yeah, just that'd be great. <laughs> but yeah, um, so uh, Rich Webb, what have you been doing this week, huh? Um, I've had... What are we doing this week? <laughs> that. <laughs> I like how the, the jingle comes in afterwards. Oh, there it is. <laughs> Um, I've been doing lots of teaching. I've been working on a commission again, same as last time. But nice. Different commission. Is this air gigs again? Yeah. Yeah, nice. Um, same guy, actually. Ah. Same client. Repeat client. Very yeah. nice. Um, How does one keep, have a repeat client? Are they, do, do you think it's just doing really good work? I hope so. Um, he sent me a message after he put the payment through for this one saying, never leave your house without your web tunes. <laughs> nice. And I was like, okay. Oh, so thank you. I'm putting that on a t-shirt. <laughs> You're like, but I am myself, so it's very difficult for me to leave the house without me. Yes. Yeah. It is really difficult. So it was a Sammy Davis Jr. thing you were doing last yeah. time, I'm right? Yeah. This time was a Barbra Streisand song. Ah, Barbra Streisand. Um, it was starting Meta. here, starting now. Starting here, starting now. Sure. Uh-huh. Oh, wait, that's Abba. That's Abba. 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 Yeah. That's the Suffolk covers band. Abba. Abba. <laughs> right, Abba. Okay, cool. So what have you just got? Like, is it a lot of orchestration in this one? or? This one's actually much more simple. Uh-huh. Um, it's not like big band. In fact, there's one sort of crescendo of like a, a brass section, but I can do that with one key <laughs> nice so i've got these really great patches where i just hold a key and it sounds amazing 
so there's not much work in that like with the other one where there's lots of really complex like trumpet orchestrations all over the place yeah um very nice so yeah um i've just been working on doing lots of composition and then doing a lot of teaching uh-huh. um i've actually been doing some very interesting lessons so i did i did a guitar lesson a bass lesson a drum lesson um, <laughs> right a le- lesson on sort of logic right or apple logic um and a singing lesson very cool but i won't Crikey. do sax is that, yet is this is all in one day no this was over the space of two days but oh. I, I haven't i haven't taught sax i'm not ready to teach saxophone yet yeah I mean, you self-taught with that one, and that's quite difficult yeah. because, yeah, sometimes like you with your with your with your webtoons brain, just sort of being. I'm like, okay, this one's in E, so I guess you're probably going to be in G here or something. I, I can't remember what the what the alto transposition is. Alto is E flat, so it's upper minor third. There but, we go. Um, but the weird thing is, I don't actually do that. I, yeah. I you play me an E, and then I find that same resonant frequency on the sax and, the, and that is e to me right and sax players hate that yeah yeah yeah. they hate me for that they're like oh you're such you're a concert pitch i mean <laughs> there's nothing wrong with comp- concert pitch i mean it's yeah, just it's, it's just more functional for me like, yeah, because i spend a lot of time just quickly picking up the sax and going oh, i just need to put this down on a track boom 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 it's done and i don't want to sort of sit there transposing writing it out printing off sheet music i I don't have time for that. Ain't nobody got time. Anybody got time for Um, cool. So, well, uh, did you say that was all in one day that you were teaching an entire band's worth of music? It was over two days. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Pace yourself. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you got to spread this. Spread it out. Spread the load. Oh, share the load. It's very, very difficult not to use profanity when you're trying to say things like that. <laughs> no. You got to spread what? that. Out. I have no idea what you mean. Um, uh, what well, was this all at home? Were you doing some stuff at Kesgrave? Oh, actually, Kesgrave's closed, I suppose. So now. Kesgrave's done now because. Um, so you teach from Kesgrave High School. I'm not sure if we said this. Summer. Summers. Summers. Yeah. Um, but I still teach some of my Kesgrave students outside um, of term time as well because oh, cool. they want to. They want to sort of keep it going. So we do a bit of that, and yeah, it's 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 mostly actually private students. And it's a mixture of me going to them and them coming to me. So it's extremely all over the place. Yeah. Really difficult to like, keep on top of. Where am I today? Yeah, I never know because mm-hmm. I have a couple of students that alternate, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the, the thing is with being a teacher that a lot of people don't realize as well. If you're doing one-on-one tuition, it's way better for you if you've got a lot of students to have them come to you. Because they can be straight back to back. You know, you finish a session at five o'clock and the next session starts at five o'clock. You know, but if you're traveling around in the area, Mm. then you might need a 15 minute or maybe even half an hour gap if they're really far away from each other. Mm. And in that time, you could be earning where really all you're doing is burning fuel. Yeah, that's true. So it's it's way more beneficial to actually be a uh, stay at home Mm. sort of teacher. And not being a rich around all the time. Not being a rich rat. <laughs> Sorry, I had to get it in at some time. But uh, yeah, so uh, the teaching was mostly that was was mostly your thing this week then. Yeah, yeah I yes, guess. yeah, and and um, then we had the gigs at the weekend. All the gigs. All the gigs. All the gigs. Well, you might have to help me with these because I think <laughs> you were at all the ones I was at. Yeah, I was. Yes, three of them. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, well, I mean, so you were doing keys all weekend, weren't you? Yeah, it was yeah. all all keyboards. Yeah, I know I know that because I smashed my nail. Oh, you're joking! I have this problem where I 
if I don't have the keyboard stand high enough, I kind of hit the keys at a certain angle that just smashes my index finger nail, <laughs> and it's just it's just battered to pieces, like all where it joins. Yeah, the there was one solo nice. you were doing uh, on Stone Market where you were just sort of like going, like really kind of like tremolo picking almost, but on the, on like one note, it was like, <laughs> I was like, ooh, that was fun, nice. That guy's good. Um, so but, yeah, I've, well, I've, you've been talking about piano because you were saying this on the uh, uh, on the show last time that it was mm. you find that it's your weakest instrument, but a lot of the time sure. uh, you get you know people like me and Andy Hopgood asking you to gig with it. Mm. Um, how are you finding it now that you are kind of gigging with it more? I'm getting a little bit more comfortable. I've had a couple of recent uh, gigs where it's felt really, really comfy, and it's all to do with just having a, a good sound. Like if you can hear yourself, then you're off to a good start. True. And and there's there's sometimes a little bit of a um, a little bit of a disconnect if you know that you're not very loud out front, or if you're too loud out front, or if you've got a feeling that it doesn't sound good out front, mm. it plays on your mind, and you can't just sit in a groove. You have to you have to spend the whole time sort of second guessing everything you're doing. So if you know that it sounds good out front, but you've also got a good sound going on in your ears great that's that's when you can relax and i had that the last couple of gigs that's great yeah i mean it does help that you, since you've got your korg we talked about this on the show last time what was the korg again was what, what model is it it's the sv1 nice yeah because yeah you've really like worked on your patches on yeah your spare time. oh yeah i had to plug it into the old software thing and really work on it but there was a song when we did the we we played in stone market with Mah. hoppy hoppy and the hopefuls the gladstone arms yeah yep and there was one song where Andy asked if one of her friends could come up and play the oh, keys Andy, for yeah. it. Mm-hmm. I think his name's Andy. Or was it Adam? I can't Adam, remember. yes. Adam, Adam, yeah. Adam, my bad. And he has the same keyboard, so he was completely comfortable with it. But it was interesting for me because it was like going out the front and sort of going, okay, well, this yeah. is what we sound like out front. Yeah. Which is really difficult to do. I mean, we do that in soundcheck quite a lot, don't we? Like, we'll get an yeah. extra long I never lead. Get to. <laughs> yeah. We'll get a super long lead on Murray. He'll yeah. walk out front and have a listen to it while he's playing the bass. Make it sound like you're taking him for a walk. <laughs> Put a lead on Murray. Murray. Murray, 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 Murray. <laughs> Fetch. Murray, 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 Murray. Fetch the sound. No. When he goes for a walk, I keep him on a very short lead. <laughs> <laughs> he chases the squirrels. Yeah. Uh, yeah, big so, squirrels fan. Yeah, because I never actually get to hear what my voice sounds like. <laughs> right, right, and you, you just never know as well because the PA system changes everything. Mm. Like the ones we've done where you have no subs, where we just use tops, for example. Like mm-hmm. if we do a duo gig, it's so different because mm. the vocal has no bottom end really. Yeah, so it makes a huge difference. But being outside the being at the front during that song, just that one-off song. I was listening and going, oh, wow, the keys are really quiet. So then when I went back and carried on playing, mm. I gave it a bit more level to nice. go out front and then had that slight extra peace of mind that it sounded okay out mm, front mm. and played better from there on. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it's so, difficult because yeah. like, you could get me up there and, 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 and sort of jamming away on the keys in some sort of sense, but I don't really know what I'm doing enough. Um, right, and that's like, why it was good to have a keyboard player. But then I wouldn't be playing guitar. Right. <laughs> so, you know, so it wouldn't mean it's sitting in the mix probably. Yeah. That's why it's good to have a sound guy. Uh, so the problem is, it's like um, the more things you add to a live show, 
to make it sound good, the more expensive it is and the more venues just don't want to pay that kind of money. Yeah. So I think I, re- like, I would love to be able to have a traveling sound engineer with us, yeah. uh, with the Lockerbillies. But, and a um, couple of roadies doing all the kind of you the know, lifting heavy lifting things. and plugging in stuff and exactly. swapping out cables that are broken. Mm. But it just it really does um, uh, price you out of the market in some some respects. Yeah. When, it, when you're doing sort of the corporate shows or the, you know, um, sort of the big stadium gigs and stuff like that, you know, they've got the money for it. But you know, when you're trying to, when you just sort of try to pay your way and do your pay your bills by doing pub gigs and things like that, not so much. So yeah. you, you kind of just gotta, yeah, get the old back strains and things like this that we all kind of. I, I don't think I know a musician that has a working spine. Yeah, I don't mean that in a metaphorical sense. Like you know, where's your balls? Yeah, it's these just, guys are all just pansies. Yeah, <laughs> say what you really they feel. There might be a small element of truth to that. <laughs> we're, all, we're all gentle, scholarly artists. We I don't know. This... Have you met a punk musician? <laughs> oh, well, we had this in um, when I was at university. There's there's two universities in Bath. There's University of Bath and Bath Museum Spa of... University. Oh, I was the university in the Bath. Right, university in the shower. Good. So there's these two unis and one of them very much specializes in kind of man sports and mansplaining uh, and math all right and tech and things like this right. and then the other one which is the one i went to was all like creative writing and music oh. and flower arranging but that wasn't <laughs> that wasn't in there oh i'm sorry to hear but that. it was very sort of um split because when you'd go into town on a friday night mm. And, you know, you'd see all the clubs are full of all the... Yeah. Um, and outside there's a little flower circle. Yeah. The clubs and, you know, the, the, the pump and bass. <laughs> They're all full of the Bath, the University of Bath students. And then, you know, the really strange avant-garde bars and things. And yeah, yeah. Random drum circles under trees. That was all of us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you yeah, you never see any math students with dreads. Not really. <laughs> No. Maybe we should find one. The Jeff Goldblums of the mathematics world. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was you. That was nice. Yeah, I'm, yeah, because I went to university in Middlesex, but it was very much um, everyone was lumped in together. So I actually, I found myself hanging out with um, more people from other courses than my own. Um, you know, the people that are doing marketing and business uh, as well as law. Um, but then there were also illustrators uh, and photography students all in the same halls as me. So I, I mean, there were some music students there, but they weren't from my course. They were from the composition course. So it was really interesting. I had such a, a big uh, swathe of, uh, of music coming at me because there would be the people that would just be the pumping bass. There would be, uh, you know, the sort of the, the old school hip hop but also Bach and Chopin and things like this. So I just, you know, and, and I had jazz guitarists living next door to me right. as well. So I just get all of that coming at me. So, I, um, you know, it was, it, was, it was cramped, but I think the more cramped you are with having, you know, lots of different cultures and, and types of people together, yeah. the more um, broad a sense of, of, of culture that you get. But um, yeah, sorry. So I went off on a tangent there. Um, your, the rest of your week? Well, so yeah, so you were doing, so you did Saturday was wedding with Keys and Sacks. Um, saxophone how have you like is it mostly been ear training that you've been doing to get your sax playing up yeah um, I've been comparing the sax a lot to the things I'm I'm already familiar with so Mm -hmm. piano and guitar and bass being the other you're doing a bit of trumpet as well haven't you yeah I've been experimenting with a little bit of it but not got as far as I have with the sax quite difficult but yeah there's there's a, a way that like everything goes together in my head and I've been talking to students about this about how when you look at a piano for example 
you see a whole range of white and black notes and you're not exactly sure when you're first starting which one's which and what they do and as you go you start attaching labels to them so for example you've got the two black notes next to each other and slightly to the left of that is where you find C on mm -hmm. a piano and you go okay that's how I find C but what's happening there is you're building sort of a model of the piano inside your head that has annotations and it has mm -hmm. you know small little labels going this is C and yeah. then when you know you think of C the E and the G might light up a little bit uh, in the model in your yeah, head I so you, the, the whole the time you're head. getting more familiar with an instrument you're sort of building you're you're building up a really sort of complicated model that's all annotated in your head mm. so with the sax doing that was really difficult because mm. it's not so really linear yeah it's not it's with the piano it's lowest notes on the left highest on the right and then everything in between on a nice mm. even linear spectrum mm. On the guitar, it's very much the same, but you've got overlaps. You yeah. know, when you get to the fifth fret, you've got to go to the next it's, string, but yeah, it's, it's all still pretty linear. Mm. With the sax, it kind of does that, but then there's a lot of exceptions to the rule. Mm. And yeah, it takes a very long time to intuitively just play a chromatic scale. Mm. But then once I figured that out, everything else was done. Because, mm. you know, once you know a chromatic scale, finding major scales, minors, mm. and all the modes is really simple. Have you tried writing anything on the saxophone? Um, no, not really, mm. so, aside from jamming that little riff that was on your EP. Oh yeah, of course we did Go Go Dancer, which yeah. is from the 2015 EP. That was, yeah, you had started learning saxophone three years ago. Yeah, That's I, crazy. I saw a memories thing on Facebook come up, yeah. and I was like, it hasn't been three years You're on like, Facebook, idiot. Shut up. <laughs> but yeah, 2015 released that EP. Wow. Yeah, because a certain type of instrument uh, negates a certain type of music. Um, yeah. And, you know, like certain, you know, a piano is so versatile because of those things. But, you know, certain more limiting instruments will stick to certain um, certain areas of the world. Like it's not often that you hear bazookis outside of Irish and, and, and Greek folk, mm. things like this. And because um, of the, you know, the certain scales that they've been uh, limited to or the tunings that they kind of get limited to. Um, well, I think it's really quite interesting because it's something like the guitar and the bass and the piano are quite broad so that's why we've got such diverse pop music all over the world i say mm -hmm. pop as in popular not yeah. art music or jazz or, or, or right. folk so um yeah i think speaking of fantastic original music i think we should play some music yeah yeah so we've got some bands on. exactly let's put a two on put some um pick one two or three um three cool yeah that's what i was thinking as well uh local guys orange they were on the grapevine a little while back uh, on the cover of grapevine magazine they're playing this week uh, weekend stick around at the end for the giggly and i will tell you where they're playing Ooh, exciting times this is cool girl from their ep orange That was Cool Girl by Orange. Great track. They are playing later on this weekend, so check it out for the gig list. All right, well, thank you for sharing what you did. So, uh, Mr. Mr. Webb, so I'm just going to, you know, modify something for you. Rich I Webb. did stuff well done, buddy. Ba-ding. 
Yay. Yeah, it was it was an adventure of a week for you, sir. I love your approach to making jingles. <laughs> it just seems like it's the very first thing that came in your head. You're like, I'm doing it. I'm doing this. <laughs> That's exactly my... Stuff, and I think I've got stuff to do. Bye. That's actually exactly the way I write music all the time <laughs> yeah. it is it is literally um, i'm sitting down to write something and i'm like down down go down 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 go down go i'm like okay that's a riff it's just good. record, record it. it yeah get it Release done it. i get the same Next thing one. with melodies and lyrics i'll just be like all right there's my melody what is wrong with my face today there it is there's there's the lyric i've got a little bit of envy for that to be honest because mm. i have crippling introspection <laughs> oh my goodness. i will spend there's your like concept album i will spend years and i have uh, deliberating over what's a slightly better melody for a song i've been working on forever mm. and yeah it's it's the worst it's kind of to do with pig-headedness though because i mean like i've got uh, my problem is if, I, if i've written a song like the first thing that I do with that is what I get stuck in my head, and if I change that, it's wrong. Right. Like okay. so, in my head, it's like I'm still singing the, the original like stubbornness thing. Yeah. Like when I'm um, when I uh, uh, wrote some of the stuff for the solo album that we've been working on. Um, there's uh, the song "Hush." There's doom, yeah. doom, 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 doom. The um, the first lyric. Um, I think was it running through the darkness with nothing but blind faith. When bitterness evades you like a distant winter sun. But it's actually, I changed it to when self-esteem evades you like the distant winter sun. But I still go into bitterness. Right. And I'm just like, no, I catch myself every single time. And, I, and that's my problem. Because I know that self-esteem is a better lyric for that section. And it right. makes more sense. Um, but my, my brain's hardwired to the original thing that I wrote. Right, yeah. So, yeah, it's kind of, it's constant battle with that. Just trying to make sure that I've, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm not kind of stepping on my own toes the weird thing is as well like i know and i tell my students all the time to write music and then discard it and then write the next thing and then discard it and then write the next thing and keep some sort of momentum going mm -hmm. and i tell them to pretty much do exactly what i don't do <laughs> like i don't practice what i yeah. preach at all with mm. that it's Sad. I think yeah, it's it's that it's that classic thing of, of of knowledge is knowing that you know nothing sort of thing, and it's that thing is what we what we we um, sort of teach a lot of the time is the stuff that are are our shortcomings. And do you yeah, find guess. that sometimes yeah. that um, by doing that, the stuff that we are good at, we're not teaching them? Oh, you mean because we take those things for granted, maybe? Yeah. Because we're, like, we're just yeah, innately no, 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 good easy. at them, and then we, we sit and think about our flaws and then teach how to yeah. try and get past those to other people, yeah. and then just completely ignore it ourselves. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like they can <laughs> that play... That's pretty accurate. Yeah, I mean, they can play you know every single mode and every single scale, yeah. but they don't, they can't actually play a C major. <laughs> or, or they can't play in time. Yeah, yeah, example. yeah. Yeah. Well, that's the funny thing as well. Like, I spend a lot of time digging down on sort of things that I consider, you know, um, hallmarks of a really professional musician now. So for example, when I'm teaching drums, I will spend a lot of time just getting them to just play a standard eight beat rock beat, but I'll be talking to them about the dynamics. So mm. how hard are you hitting everything? Mm. And I always tell them about the um, drummers in particular, sort your mix out. Mm -hmm. Which I was never ever told when I was playing. It's just that. Yeah. I'm just like, well, your hi hats are too loud, and they're like, what? 
<laughs> you can play just one thing quieter and louder. I'm like, yeah, we've got like a multi-layered, like three-dimensional yeah. idea of what a drum beat should sound like. That's why when you hear um, a really great drummer playing the simplest drum beat, he still sounds better than you. Yeah, yeah. You're like, why does he sound God so great? Just play, like I'm doing the same sticking pattern, but he just sounds way better. Yeah. Well, they're putting the exact correct amount of velocity yeah. on every single. I think hit. it's the same to my guitarist because a lot of the time, when a, when you know some of the seven, eight year olds that I'll be giving you know their first sort of lessons, and they'll be doing the little short scale guitars, which cannot stay in tune ever. Like you'll play it, it goes bow. Yeah, <laughs> like that's supposed to be an E, but it's, it really uh, like it. You can get them to stop that from happening by you know, the the immediate thing. A lot of the time they do is they pluck the strings, right, and they'll they'll stick the thumb underneath the string and then pull it outwards like they're playing slap bass yeah it's like well the opposite of slap bass it's right. like pop bass <laughs> like you yeah. know and then slapping the top but they uh, so I'm constantly no 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 treat it like a kitten you know like a little like a little kitten you stroke the string you stroke it <laughs> and like you know just stroke the string stroke it with the plectrum I have a thing where I say incredible Hulk left hand Disney princess right hand <laughs> God, I'm just imagining you with a massive green right arm <laughs> and your left arm. Like, no, no, no. The left arm. The left arm is the incredible heart. Oh, sorry. Because you've got to, you've got to have a well, lot power of power to grip again. the frets and stuff, right? Yeah. But what everybody does when they first start guitar is they have this weak left hand that's getting yeah. buzzy notes, and their yeah. right hand is just hitting it too hard. And I'm like, so switch those round. I like that. Disney Princess right hand, Incredible Hulk left. Yeah, hand. exactly. <laughs> uh, so yeah, so I'm just imagine you know, like you stroke you stroke a kitten with the Incredible Hulk hand, like yeah, smash, smash, meow. <laughs> Why you not meow anymore? <laughs> Hulk sad. <laughs> um, but yeah, so as soon as they start to sort of like bring dynamics into their playing is when they actually start to sound like a guitarist. Right. So um, I'm going to talk about my week a little bit. Tuesday was a, was a special one because I got to, um, well, I've had some pretty special days this week, I've got to say. Um, the, last Tuesday, I got to jam with the Coco again. Uh, so that's oh, yeah. Ben Diffley, Alfie Harris, um, uh Jake Martini and KZ uh, for my solo stuff. We're still getting that stuff under the way. Um, we've rehearsed every single song. And we're pro- we're proper happy with it now, so we're happy to go and record soon. Are you are you mentioning what your plans are for this, or how how close sort to the chest of. are you keeping it? Um, I'm touching my boobs. Cool. <laughs> <Good>. <laughs> just just picturing yeah. that right now. Don't don't with my Disney princess hands. <laughs> no, one of them's Disney princess. Oh, sorry, another one's like, the other time. <laughs> <laughs> me oh god boobies oh what was it again Jimmy we're friends Fates. from work it's fine uh, yeah. <laughs> <coughs> no sexual harassment in the, in the workplace is not okay um, so yeah uh, so I've got to sit at Pro Sound it's on Hadley Road Industrial Estate if you ever want a re- rehearsal studio I've got their number uh, it's great in there like so if anybody here knows where Eastern Entertainment Services is do you know who that is I don't it's a great music shop uh, on the west end of Ipswich um uh, it's not West End music. If you can't get to West End music, get down to Karaoke Plus. It used to be called Karaoke Plus. But um, if you sort of know where the Sainsbury's garage and the and the Shell garage is, and you turn right onto Hadley, uh, onto Hadley Road, there's an industrial estate there. Right around, you have to go all the way around because it's one-way system. But right at the end, there's like a unit where they sell PA stuff, lighting stuff, oh, loads okay. of really nice guitars. Um, uh, I'm going to check that out. Yeah, they've got a lot of nice fenders in there. Uh, Ooh, fender like, dealership. Yeah, exactly. Those are rare. They've got a blue, blue flower Telecaster, which I adore because I had one when I was well, 17. I'm, I've got my eye out for a, um, a natural or like a 
standard like butterscotch blonde sort of telly. I think they might have something like that. Ooh, I mean, Louis Davies from um, um, uh, from Kid Mojo. I don't you remember we gig with Kid Mojo yeah. at Spa Pavilion. The guitarist uh, runs the place. Oh really? Um, and yeah, it's 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 a great store. But just right around the corner from there is Pro Sound. Um, How do I not know studios. about it? I, I think it's just a problem because it's, it's not on the high street. Right. Um, but they're mostly online. They do a lot of online stuff. Mm. Um, well, this is what I was talking to you the other day about, about business rates. Just to mm. have a shop on the high street is crippling expensive. So it was like seven grand or something like that. Just well, for, it was seven grand for like a random industrial estate sort of little workshop that I was looking at. But to get something on the high street, it's it's crazy mm. numbers, which is why we only have chain stores and why every, <laughs> every street looks the same yeah. so you, you look at the main high street in Ipswich and the one in Northampton and I get them mixed up because yeah. I used to live in Northampton and I I, I honestly they're sad. pretty much the same thing yeah it's sad yeah like a lot of the time uh, you know you'll, you'll, you'll gig in a new place and especially if you're on tour you'll just be like oh god where actually am I right yeah. now yeah look there's the Greggs there's the Costa there's yeah. the Weatherspoons it's the Jessops and the Dudley yeah, it's yeah. always the same Clinton cards yeah same yeah. group of shots the Costa but yeah um, but anyway so that's a great recording studio well um, practice studio run by Peter, who actually uh, is most of his business, is in, in Printer Inc. So there's loads of print cartridges everywhere. But it's a great little room. It's actually cooler than outside. And it was boiling on Tuesday. So hot. We like, usually when you go outside to cool down after a practice, right? You know, and it's, it's too warm. But we've, we've had it quite lucky, haven't we? Because uh, you and I have been practicing at Area 51 for oh, the other side of the solo album. Nice big air con right air above con. my head. Oh, it's beautiful. Exactly. So, Rich is playing drums for this one. Uh, and that's really fun. Yeah, Harley's been joining that as well. Because Harley is Mr. Area 51. Um, you sorted us out with that but it's the same with Pro Sound they don't have air conditioning but it's nice and cool in there it's, it's well mm. shaded and it's on, the, it's on the bottom floor of a unit and it's right. well insulated so, anyway so that's really fun we got some all the stuff done uh, the guys are away in Wales now so we can't practice until we uh, the day before we record so that's a couple of weeks away oh really so yeah yeah. next thing next thing we do is gonna, we're going to be on the studio so that was Tuesday and speaking of that um, on Thursday I want to give a big shout out to Dean Amos from Sugar Ray's Vintage Recording Studio because Murray and Rich not Murray and Rich Murray and Rainer and I there's too many R's in this band Marina Rich yeah I was feeling some FOMO, as, <laughs> as Rainer calls it. Oh yeah, exactly. Are you, are you aware of this fear of murraying out? Yeah. Yes. Um, but this the reason why I use Murray and Rainer is because neither of them are recording on my solo album. Right. Um, and I sort of I didn't want them to get FOMO. Right. Everybody's like FOMO at the mouth. Yeah, they are a bunch of FOMOs. Yeah, they are massive. You're a FOMOphobic. You are. I am. Um, but yeah, they we went up in Wickford in Essex. So I've talked about this on the show before, but it's all these sort of you know seventy year old microphones. Um, just ridiculously beautiful gear. Like I've taken some pictures and I'll show you. But I'll show you it. But the live room is just really well, um, uh, like uh, sonically insulated. If that makes sense. Oh, so sound not sound treated. So right, okay. it's uh, you know like they've really gone through it with a with a fine tooth comb and making sure there's no dodgy pangs and pings and reflections. Yeah, exactly. And standing waves. Um, but it looks exactly like Sun Studios. It's just yeah. incredible. All these photos of famous black and white musicians. Uh, on the walls no I'm psyched to check it out I'm, yeah I yeah, can't it's wait it's going to be fun and we recorded two new songs well not new songs they are from the old EP because the, the, the 2015 EP if anybody here has listened to it I recorded that on my laptop Rich did some saxophone on it but it was all just done at home on the fly I think I did it in the space of about two weeks with your same ethos of there we go it's recorded I've done it next yeah thing. exactly that's just the, the take that was I the, was gutted because like I've 
the stuff that I still haven't released, my yeah. own stuff, I was working on it then. And you were like, I'm just gonna, yeah. you were like, I'm just going to record some stuff. And I was like, oh, cool. Maybe, you know, I'll get my act together and do mine I'm too. Sorry. And you did it in like four days or something. And we're like, yeah, it's ready. Yeah, I printed it. I've already yeah, it's released. I started writing the next one. I'm just like, jeez, man. Stop. But I've heard this stuff that you're writing is great. So, yeah, please, please you're carry doing, on. You're doing a Nicholas Angel from Hot Fuzz. You're making us all look, look bad. bad. <laughs> you're Bill Nye in this situation. Yeah. I can see you as Bill Nye. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, no, so... Um, that studio is gorgeous. Uh, we, we recorded Indecisive Blues as well as Bull. Um, I can't say the full name of it. I'm looking forward to hearing those two, actually. Yeah, because yeah, Rain has put his own little spin on Indecisive Blues recently, and it's, yeah. it's really cool. Yeah, yeah. so it's, it's, it's been really great to sort of have some real drums. Because, I mean, I, I recorded the drums for Indecisive Blues, mm. but I literally just got, you know, a couple of good takes and just looped them, you know, yeah. so I'd get a four beat down. Uh, we're doing get 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 and then I just looped it. You know? Did you track them together, or did you have to go? Oh, I'll track the kick drum, then I'll do the hi hat. Then no, no, I tracked them together. Oh, that's good. So yeah, but it's just still like on a, on a really like you can hear the the, the kick drum, the kick pedal squeaking like the hi hat as well. Like everything's very very like you know it's got like my first cymbals on it on the kit. So yeah. Um, <laughs> But yeah, so that was Thursday, um, and yeah, super happy with it. I want to give a shout out to Dean Amos because uh, he gave us that demo recording free just to make sure we wanted to do it. But he recorded straight to tape, and then onto, and then from that converted into Pro Tools. Uh, he's sending me the tracks um, mm -hmm. this week, so that we can, uh, so that we can then release them. And he's just just have them for free, yeah. you know, just like so you know what you're doing. So I think that's a really nice business practice. Yeah, um, there's a lot to be said for doing that and how it helps you down the line. Yeah, because it's not immediately that you get the feedback from that. Like mm -hmm. it's not immediately that you realize how much of a good decision that really lost was. leaders. That's what lost leaders do. It's that thing, you know. I've done so many of those. I think busking in itself is a lost leader, but I can't tell you how much business I've gotten from busking, where mm -hmm. I'd make you know five quid maybe one day, but I'm not I, I got a wedding. Familiar with the term? Go on. A lost leader. Yeah. Totally. Well, it's just something to do something for free or do something for real cheap. Uh, and when you're in your sort of early stages of business, mm -hmm. just as a showcase for your product, so that down the line, well, somebody might book you from that. Uh, somebody uh, might just sort of, you know, hire you from the, the thought of, okay, they, they're willing to, um, you know, push their product and, you know, do what they can to make sure that, you know, it, it, it's there in the right way. Yeah. So um, I think more people will appreciate your ethos if you don't just come straight out the gate like, no, I'm a million pounds. Yeah. You know, it's just like, no, I, I know that I'm in, in, my, in my early stages, so I've got to just sort that of... That said, on the other side of the spectrum, it's a very slippery slope. Like, I've... I've known personally many people, particularly photographers, who are just like, yeah, I'll do this yeah, one for free because I'm building my portfolio well. and mm -hmm. I'm doing this. And they never, ever get past that point of saying, look, I deserve this much money. Mm -hmm. I've got this. I've got these skills and I yeah. can give you photos that look as good as this. They've already done their yeah. portfolio a million times. So over. where do you stop? Yeah, exactly. That's where do you it. stop? I think, yeah, I shot. sort of like, you know, that I don't really busk anymore. Um, I just got the sort of the, uh, got down to the point where I was like, okay, I've... Uh, you know, I've I've done this enough now that people know who I am. Um, I don't really have to plug myself much. I mean, like it's 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 the, the version of push and pull marketing, mm. um, push marketing where you're just sort of like calling around venues all the time and just and they're going, hi, I'm looking for gigs, and there's pull marketing right. where you get your what. Well, this is what I did through via Lost Leaders. Get your, uh, you know, do loads of work for free. Record, record stuff, and just work in your spare time. Get a get really ostentatious van to drive around in, and people see the logo <laughs> and go, "I want to hire those guys." 
<laughs> Machevi. Oh god, I miss it. Um, but yeah, so we. Um, I got I, the pool marketing technique has really served me well because um, I haven't had to ask for a gig right. in you know sort of three four years I think it is it apart from the festival struggling then you can always switch that back on yeah, again exactly go yeah. for the push marketing but anyway um, so yeah that was that was my Thursday thank you Dean for letting us have that I can't wait to hear the recordings um, and on Friday big 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 shout out, shout out to this guy David Brown the David Brown the coolest man in the town Because he put on the old jet end of year show. Um, yeah, there were sorry, there was a goblin in the audience. Um, there was it was a fantastic, fantastic vibe that night. We had the juniors and the seniors. They both uh, both groups had rehearsed, rehearsed so much over the past sort of like six weeks. Um, we'd been hammering loads of stuff into them about performance, not only just learning the tracks, but you know playing them moving around smiling and just you know interacting with one another and interacting with the audience mm. and they took it all on board um we had two tell you what, who's tell you who's amazing with that what's that and i'm going to slightly jump the gun with talking about swan fest Bron- bronwyn bronwyn cooper Such someone's line the sky great performer yeah she knows she's always engaging and just looking at every person in the crowd yeah. like making a bit of a tip of herself and just like dancing around this yeah. way but in such a way that you just feel so at home mm. doing it. But yeah, sorry to... No, 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 but yeah. But the, the same thing, yeah, exactly. Like, there was a, a lot of that with our students, which I'm, you know, really proud of them for. Um, we had two students of the year, one for the juniors, one for the seniors. We had uh, Seb and Ptolemy. Um, big shout out to you guys. You both worked really, really hard. Seb is just a phenomenal guitarist. He is 10 and wow. shreds like a 20 year old you know Jeez. like yeah some some of the stuff that he's doing now i was i was doing when i was 17 so when he comes out of his shred phase he's going to be amazing yeah right <laughs> <laughs> we all did it we all did it you we and i both did, did that yeah I we sure did i was obsessed satriani yeah Steve Vai, the g3 yeah. or g4 g3, I can't yeah. Yeah. or the g8 i can't <laughs> 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 i love to see that benjamin netanyahu <laughs> what are you doing <laughs> i don't know is he part of the g8 i don't know um but anyway, so it's just like, yeah, shut up. Uh, so, yeah, and Ptolemy, uh, uh, one of the reasons why we all voted, because yeah, the teachers voted for the for the students of the year, um, We uh, I voted for Ptolemy because he's really started to come out of his shell. He's um, one of those guys who's great at what he does, but hides behind his hair, you know, So oh, okay. like, and will always look at the ground. He's very, he like, he'll play like Slash, but will perform like a shoegaze guitarist, you know, so he'll be like Johnny Greenwood from, from Radiohead, but just speed playing, you know? Right. But, um, you know, just from sort of sitting down with him and just saying, dude, you're amazing. Just, you're such a great player uh, and you look great when you smile. <laughs> I just keep saying to him, you're like, you're a good looking guy, just, you know, and, and everybody wants to see you perform. How old is he? Uh, I want to say 15. Yeah. I'm getting like the, the vibe though that a 15 year old sort of trying to cast my mind back to that time uh-huh. when people say but you've got such a lovely smile and you're just like shut up I'm yeah. drowning in a sea of emotion <laughs> <laughs> I'm in a cascade of emotion yeah uh, definitely um, and that's the thing like you can tell somebody to smile as much as you want but you know they're not always going to be enjoying it so um, but yeah he's, he's, his performance style has really come out you know I, I, like he was like but I'm not that guy I'm not that one that jumps around all the time and does that. I was like you don't have to all you've got to do look up smile or just look around at people and just have a little bit of command of your presence because it's all about your shoulders. It's all about your how, how close your feet are together. Mm. If your feet are close together, your shoulders are hunched and you're looking down the whole time. 
people aren't going to be looking at you on stage they're going to be looking at everybody else mm. and at the end of it you know people aren't going to be sitting there going you put on a great show they're going to be talking to the bass player they're going to be talking to the singer they're going to mm. be talking to the, the keyboard player nobody talks to the keyboard player no uh, <laughs> I was going to say that all, if you really want all the attention off you just play keys yeah <laughs> <laughs> but yeah so shout out to those guys and also a big special shout out <laughs> Um, uh, Rob Lewis, Teacher of the Year. Yes. Well done, sir. You very much, uh, very, very much deserved it. Um, the students voted on that, so you know, teachers voted on the students of the Student of the Year. Students um, and uh, the uh, and the teachers, uh, the, the parents. Well, students and teachers and parents. Sorry voted on the teacher of the year so it was via an instagram poll kind of thing oh, okay. and uh, yeah rob walked away with it as he should have done because he puts on so much effort he's always going along to the live shows and uh i'm ashamed today that to say that the old jet show was the first ever rock project live performance i've been to oh right because uh, well being a gigging mu musician yourself mm-hmm I would not beat yourself up about that yeah. at all. I haven't been able to get along to them just because I've been gigging at the same time. And yeah, yeah it's always, you know, we'll get booked up months to years in advance. Yeah, exactly. So when, you know, uh, Rock Project suddenly go, yeah, there's a gig on in the next couple of weeks. And I was just like, I can't do it. I'm really sorry. Yeah. Um, but it was only uh, through sort of, uh, sort of chance that I could make it because unfortunately the yeah, wedding that we were playing on the Friday yeah, their, 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 one of their parents died so it was very sad uh, to hear so we were just you know we got out of money but I got to go and watch the kids play what did you do with your Friday night? I cannot remember I think I may have slept good yeah <laughs> once in your life I tried to yeah um, so yeah Saturday we had a fantastic wedding uh, with Jane and Nick at the Orwell Hotel been a while since we've been back there hasn't it? Yeah. Oh, that was fun, actually. And yeah. they've done a bit of a refurb. They've done a massive refurb in there. It looks really nice. Yeah. Different events manager, Laura. She was great. Everybody was really accommodating to us. We turned up early as the, the Felix Stoke Carnival was yeah. going on. And then we did that thing that I think you've probably mentioned on this show a number of times where you have to set up very early. Yeah. Because, you know, when the guests are turning up, they don't want the no. sight of, you know... People just lugging stuff around. musicians. Yeah, exactly. Not, in, you know, in because we like to load in, in in casual clothes because it breathes more. Yeah, and it's it's more professional. You don't want to get, like, grease and stuff all over mm. your outfit or, like, you don't want to drop something on your foot, you know, with these fancy, delicate shoes. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Something. I mean, ideally, we should be wearing, Steelies. like, steel cap. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, uh, baby steps. Or, you know, adult steps. Um, but yeah, in so... giant boots. <laughs> giant boots are what we wear. With baby steps. Loading in the gig. Uh, so yeah, we uh, had Saturday night. Uh, it was Rich, Rainer, Murray and I. Um, lovely, lovely crowd. They were really fantastic when they was. It was one of the mm. best, better weddings we've played. Um, we played really nicely that night, if mm. I, don't, I don't mind saying. Mm. Because... I think the, the this new setup, I say new, but of Rainer on drums, myself, keys and sax, and mm. then you and Murray doing your usual bit, mm. has just started to... Just gel. Yes. You know when you normally, you take something out on the road and you, you tour it, and then by the end of the tour, you're just everything, all the stops, all the mm -hmm. little bits and pieces are Bang. just done. Everything's mm -hmm. like so tight. Tempo's nice and... Yeah. Um, and I think we're just getting the hang of that now. Yeah, because I mean, famously, we don't really rehearse. No. We sort of we we're good enough at winging it on the day, 
that we can play stuff yeah. but then things are still you can't stop them improving everyone's yeah. always taking little notes exactly and giving on. it their own voice exactly so yeah that was Saturday and Sunday we had the two shows we had Gladstone Arms thank you to Maz and Carl for having us for that one that was a really nice one got got free pirate hats oh yeah and coffees all night yeah <laughs> all afternoon because we were playing four till six and then we went straight down to Headline Swanfest yeah. which is the first time we've played at the Swan in Ipswich since October last year that was Halloween was the last time we played there which was mental I mean that's what uh, that's almost a year yeah I mean well, it's about nine months isn't it? ten nine months yeah, yeah. Um, so ten nine is actually nineteen so Sure. That would be in a year and a bit. Sure. Uh, yes, I'll, I'll take your word for it. Uh, so yeah, uh, thank you guys for coming along to that one. That was one of the better Swan shows we've played, I think. You know, and um, um, our good friend Alex, Mister Shiv on Twitter, um, Shiv the Viking. So, you know, he's come along to so many of our shows, and he said that's the best I've seen you play at the Swan. And like <laughs> he we said to me, it's in your top ten. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was like, but he he can say top ten because he's like because we used to do the monthly night at right. the Swan, which really did used he to hone our skills so many times. Yeah, and I mean, you know when he's there. Yeah, yeah, exactly. He's like free bird. He's the guy shouting <laughs> free bird. I'm gonna kill you. You know, oh. and you never really know whether he actually wants, wants you to it or not. Yeah, free bird. <laughs> I don't think he really does. No, I think no. One time no. we actually we gave did him it. Played Freebird, he was a bit disappointed. Yeah, he was like, oh. Was like, oh, that's, that's I my won. trolling days over. Yeah, yeah, it's like when Wiley Coyote catches the Roadrunner, he's like, well, my life is pointless now. <laughs> I kill myself. Um, yeah, so, uh, yeah, like that, back to sort of honing the skills, like that, the monthly mm. night at the Swan really, really helped us to do that. Yeah. Um, and it was nice to have Hicks there. Hicks um, yeah, came up. He So funny because he's played with Impilo, Underline the Sky, and the Lockerbillies. Yeah. And he wasn't on stage for any of them that weekend because he just had a. Them. Yeah, he just had a. He had a day off and just came down and watched. I saw him air drumming. Yeah, he was air drumming to every single one. And the thing is, because he'd recorded a bunch of the stuff that both Ben Brennan from Underline the Sky, which, guys, Underline the Sky, you guys nailed it. Well done. Um, and uh, and Rainer from Lockerbillies, he recorded the tracks that they were playing live, mm. but, you know, can't play them because he's living in Canterbury. Right. So he's air drumming. He could see Rainer and Ben just looking at him, just like, oh, jeez. Am I <laughs> doing is, this right? This is really, like, weird to play this. So I had to get him up on stage and get him playing some percussion. Oh, yeah, that was fun. Yeah, I like that, because what I do a lot of the time with the, with the track She's Dangerous from the album is I like to... Um, uh, because Aaron O'Connor and Ashton Jones, both from the Ashton Jones project, recorded the percussion on that track. But, you know, I can't get them along to every single gig because they're both very busy gigging musicians themselves. So uh, I get a bunch of empty bottles on stage, wine bottles, and some drumsticks. Go ting, 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 over the top of Rainy's drum solo or your drum solo when we're doing it. And then I give them out to the audience so that they can uh, join in. So yeah, um, that's been really fun. Thanks, James, for doing that. That was really nice to, to see that. Yeah. Um, and, and this is always assuming that the people in the audience are capable of at least keeping slightly away. keeping with them. We did one. Um, <laughs> oh, I can't remember when it was. We did we did one of those, and you gave the bottle to someone, and they started actually knocking Rainer out of time. Yeah. Uh, they were just like hitting some completely. Either they were like some sort of like jazz genius, or, yeah, yeah. or they were just you know playing Damn. seven over eight. And Rainer was like. God, Stop pulling me in the wrong way. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And eventually, I saw him just go, just block it out. Just it's back it to out. what you were saying that, like, you know, the things that you think are a given, like timing when you're teaching yeah. someone, uh, and there really isn't. Like, I remember the amount of times that you know, we're playing. Like, I think we did uh, we did Kelvin Music Festival a while back, and we'd do that. We'd be like, hey, hey, baby. Oh, I want to know. Get really late, coming. It's like keep away from runner outs. I say, hey, hey. <laughs> 
<laughs> just they're like, I don't know, man. I think a lot of the time as well, they're like, oh, I'm supposed to sing here. Wait, let me. Oh, it's gone. <laughs> um, before we go, uh, let's do a little bit of the Facebook game where every Saturday on the Harley and Josh show page, we do a Facebook game and uh, some people have really been nailing it, um, you know, with the, with where they think this this week was uh, uh, put a famous song title uh, with a, using only emojis and let others guess your answer and there were some real good ones <laughs> like I, I i stayed away from that game yeah i'm slightly outside the category of being a millennial so i felt like i wasn't included very good with the with the emojis <laughs> but the thing is most of the people that are doing it are nowhere near oh, our age yeah. <laughs> i was about to say they're all adults yeah exactly yeah exactly yeah we're not still don't feel like i'm an adult yet. but um i want to i want to you know there was there was some fantastic ones like from matt catling there was a 24 party two people it was 24 hour party people um there was a bat and a devil it was bat out of hell um okay. uh there was a lot of reigning men <laughs> a lot of people did that but yeah. i want to uh give proper shout out to chris burness for it was just a running man a rabbit a running man a rabbit a running man a running man a running man so just run rabbit run rabbit run 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 it was hilarious so yeah you win you win Chris Um, so yeah we've got a rush through the gig list Uh, this weekend Rich what are we doing boy what are we doing Uh, that's a very good question I I can't say anything we've got Beach Fest coming up on Saturday um, which is yes this Saturday I believe and we've also got a private party that Saturday night as well getting the drums out yeah exactly so that'll be fun yeah that'll be loads of fun um, but yeah okay so gig gig list uh, Lost England presents Rye Shabby and DJ Ghosty live at the Grinning Rat this Friday 3rd of August uh, check that out for some hip hop um, also for, there's a lot of stuff going on this weekend Friday the 3rd of August at the Railway on Foxhall Road is a fantastic thing called the Bloodshake Chorus Horror Rock Show um, which they play as the 50s and 60s stuff but as like Alice Cooper basically super like shock rock it's really cool um, uh, Saturday 4th of August at the Black Horse in Ipswich we've got Rock Against Leukemia all day loads of rock and metal uh, helping to raise money against leukemia so get down to that one all day uh, Saturday 4th of August Three Wise Monkeys in Colchester Oh Maddie and the people that we played earlier Orange and Matt Buckle so yeah check that out Orange have got all their stuff on iTunes they've got a great EP up there so check it out I think it's just called Bitter it's great Orange, bitter, good. Yeah, uh, nice. Nailed it. Uh, thank you. Uh, I, well, I don't say on thank you. I didn't make it. Uh, Saturday, fourth of August. There's a lot going on Saturday. Manning's Amusements, Family Fun Centre behind Coppers uh, or Copers, depending if Harley's listening. Um, Beach Fest Two. Uh, there's loads of great acts playing, including Impilo, Motherfunker, and us, as us. in Lockerbillies. <laughs> um, so yeah, check that out. Uh, Saturday 4th of August at the Smokehouse uh, we have Elephant Jane State of Millennia Denial Twist and Friends of the Show Leyline Pass uh, I'll probably play some Elephant Jane to finish this uh, to finish this off they've got some grungy feels about them um, Saturday 4th of August at 9 o'clock the Swan in Ipswich have got Luminous Bodies and We Wild Blood both London bands coming down if you like your psych doom uh, two drummers in Luminous Bodies as well you'd love that his eyes are rolling but yeah lots of like you know super heavy uh, black hole um, stuff going on that'll be fun uh, also 4th of August Saturday John Peel Centre Him For Her Peter Hepworth Lawrence Crow and the Imaginary Band uh, he's fantastic he sort of is a proper like you know gets up in the middle of the audience and plays to them and gets the, the audience to sing along to be like his band oh, so he's great uh, good old Lawrence 
And last but not least, um, the only thing that I can find on Sunday, but you know, uh, I may be wrong, um, is Hurricane Alley are playing Isaacs on the Key Sunday, fifth of August at three o'clock. So check that out, guys. Uh, good old, uh, good old Ali. She is fantastic. At the same thing, getting getting the crowd involved. She's always active and always sweating by the end of it. So yeah, check that out on Sunday. Um, any crazy things going on this week for you, old boy? I think it's probably going to be a hell of a lot of getting back into back into the swing of things. Like I went to Spain a while ago, and ever since I've been back, everything is chaos. So I've got to do one of those sort of you know. Uh, software reboot things in my brain oh yeah man <laughs> yeah need to just turn it off and on again you know yeah it works every time uh, i think there's a lot of people that sort of like take too much like drugs or alcohol or maybe I think it's the suicide flatlining like... isn't it yeah yeah exactly <laughs> that yeah. should be the synopsis for the film flatliners it's just like you know when you turn it on and off again with the computer that but the people <laughs> Like sold, <laughs> nice, yeah. Um, any so you got teaching this week, yeah? Yeah, I've got lots and lots of um, lessons to do this week, and then yeah, we've got our gigs at the weekend, yeah. and I've got to finish my commission by Wednesday. So okay, cool. Lots of work to do. Yeah. Any more wedding gigs or anything where you're playing solo coming up soon? Yeah, actually, um, there's one next week. I'm doing piano. Just sort of like for the procession or ceremony. Or yeah, um, so I do the ceremony music, and then you know when everyone's wandering around with canapes, swanning about. Nice. Yeah. Just just a bunch of marquees. Yeah, because I'm walking around with them. Yeah, just oh, that's like canapes. They're eating canapes. They're eating. It's just oh, oh, I did a gazebo. Oh, I've got oh, a crazy appetite. <laughs> and yeah, and then I do usually like play through their their wedding uh, breakfast as well. Nice. So it's a lot of music. It's a, it's a good like three and a half hours of coming up with stuff to play on yeah, solo exactly. piano. Jam, 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 jam. Yeah. And you do that on your Korg? You got a grand piano there? Oh uh, no, I used my stage piano. Oh yeah, um, that's a nice one. The Yamaha. Roland. Oh yeah. Roland, sorry. Um, and yeah, that thing's a beast. But coming up with enough music without repeating yourself yeah. is quite tricky. Yeah, that's basically every single weekend for us, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> nice one. All right, and guys, thank you very much for listening in. Uh, see you on Thursday. We've got our podcast is available on iTunes, on Google, or Podbean, etc., etc., etc. Check us out on Facebook, on our YouTube. Um, and yeah, go on to our bingo card. You know, you'll be able to actually check to see what we've been talking about, usually, or just uh, get your own little jingle. We've got one coming up. Uh, we couldn't do it this weekend, Victoria. Uh, because, well, today because Harley's not here, but he's working hard on it. So, oh, is he? And that might be why he's taken today off. So he's just going to be the most epic jingle. Oh ever. my god, I hope so. Uh, but yeah, uh, thanks very much, guys. Enjoy your week. I'll see you later. Right? Uh, bye. <laughs>